Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 9 and 10 of Winter's Heart, A Cup of Tea, and A Plan Succeeds. Enjoy! Welcome to Beats. Yeah. Hey. hey, episode nine or season nine, episode five. I can't read tonight, probably because I'm drinking with myself. Oh no, Chris is drinking with me. Yay! Hey, cool skull and crossbones off. It's very piratey of you. Mm-hmm. It is. Are there ice cubes in that cup? There are. There are. There are. There are. <laughs> I made myself a quick concoction of vodka, water, and a splash of lemon juice. So it's kind of like a lemonade. Um, but instead of sugar, it's just vodka. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um, so uh, announcements, there are none. At least I don't think so. Um, you know, this is me being a slacker and not doing proper prep for episodes. But, you know, hey, whatever. We got a new a listener in chat I saw, uh, 7-Eleven. Welcome. Um, yeah. Hey. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, let me just check our Patreon page really fast. I have an announcement. Um, oh, what's that? I have to shave my beard on the 13th of October. Bring her in here. No. Bring her in here. Why? Why? Are you going back be. active? Uh, no. Uh, just reserve stuff, but I got to be in uniform. Oh, okay. I thought you were getting your rotating out of the reserves. Don't. Uh, so. They either needed to med board me or I needed to extend for one more year um, so I could pass my GI Bill benefits on to my kids. Gotcha. So I extended for one more year, and then I don't know what's happening. with The, the med board thing's probably not going to happen. I think they're stalling because they're like, oh, just it's, just, it's just easier for the time to run out. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, let the VA deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I, I trimmed my beard down, if you notice. Uh, it's Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like a like I'm like happy, happy for you. <laughs> kind of sad for you, honestly. But I'm kind of sad about it too. It got a little bushy for a while, so I was like, maybe I'll just trim it off. So it is. You got to fight is. those intrusive thoughts, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. That's toxic. I need I, I need to grow it out for my uh, for my my. Well, it's gonna, it was gonna be a Halloween costume, but I think I'm just gonna cosplay for next Jordan God. Uh, I got a whole costume get up in my Amazon uh, box uh, or shopping cart, but I'm going to have to do mm. a fun shave for to complete the cosplay. So <laughs> fun. it's going to be a, 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 Hoyd? a Cosmere. Oh, I wish I was going to be Hoyd. That'd be awesome. Actually. Hoyd would be fun. I don't even know how to, how to portray Hoyd. Now I'm going to be uh, with my dueling cane, uh, wax a million. Wax. Yep. Wax. Wax on or wax off. Cosmere. Yeah, I got the whole wax outfit. The books, so I need to. I got like a steampunk like vest and like a mist cloak and a gun, uh, like a like a play toy gun holster, like a bowler hat, like the whole thing, like fluffy t-shirt to go. I did little clearly sure. Yeah, it's it's gonna be the whole steampunk mistborn 
awesomeness. So I'm looking forward to it. That'd yeah. be blouses. So if you haven't read Air 2, I'm not really spoiling anything. He's just a character. Um, but I meant more that there's guns. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, that's not really a spoiler, but anyway, it, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, um, kind of just thinking about that. Still need to buy my Dragon ticket. Um we all do. Those are for sale, but I just haven't got around to doing it yet. Um, I've been, I've been busy. So I guess I'll just move on to personal life. Um, yeah, I've been busy, guys. Um, just, just, I had a sick kid last week, and then a sick wife last weekend. So oh, um, whenever you have a sick kid, like you're on extra parent duty, and then when your wife is sick, you're on like super kid duty. Um, so I was, yeah, running around like crazy all weekend long, um, trying to keep the kids from killing each other. Uh, plus we had like a tropical storm and I put that in big air quotes because it was nothing. <laughs> it was crazy. If you looked at the radars that came over, you'd be like, well, Bert not go outside. It's nuts. They went outside and it was like, I am a storm. I, I'm really just here to find friends. And, yeah. um, my kids were so excited about it. Like, who's gonna hurt? Kids gonna hit us? And I was like, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, kids. We get that once in Virginia every year where we make a mad rush to Walmart to stock up on everything. Yeah. It, where it's a tactic to boost yeah. the economy. It barely got named. All right, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> like they give us. We'll call this one Lewis. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ophelia. Uh, you're fine. I fine. barely Ophelia as you came across. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, normally in our area, the biggest threat is the flooding and the surge and the tides yeah. and all that, and that wasn't too bad. Like the really low lying areas, yes, they flooded, but no Except more than a heavy fire hydrant popped off on jefferson yeah, that's my, my, just due to poor maintenance and civil engineering like that's because you, you think our government's been maintaining those properly come on chris <laughs> oh man yeah my boss lives in Pocosin, so i just gave him a hard time all last week i was yeah. like get ready for the flood buddy um yeah if you guys don't know anything about hampton roads Pocosin is this little tiny small town um that is Island. underwater whenever it spits like rain like it's yeah. just it would just flood. it's next um, to the sea and it's below sea level so there you go <laughs> there you go yeah um why they decided to build houses there and actually like build really nice mega mansions there i still oh, yeah. say have no idea because literally it's named pocosin which in uh powhatan language means swamp yeah yes. <laughs> look at that marsh what are we gonna do let's build a fancy uh, let's, let's, neighborhood over it yeah let's just mm, build really big it. houses and fill the land in or fill the swamp yeah. with land. on slabs what on could go slabs wrong? what could go wrong yeah um yeah. and they wonder why it floods all the time but yeah, so um, good old Picosa. Uh, they really found gold there. Yeah, it's, the, the, it's, it's the same four families. They just keep well, no, it's it's gotten better. Back, yeah, twenty years ago, hundred percent. It was like <laughs> super like redneck. Now it's like yeah. posh and like the place to like move to, and it's, it's oh yeah. Not this, I mean, I, I, you still have the old families yeah. there. But well, when we talk, so there's old old families, as in land grant families in dandy mm -hmm. seaford and Pocosin. Mm -hmm. in this area this land was gifted this is before the revolutionary war before there's united states by the America, king of england by the king of england <laughs> uh, for going over here here you go here's your gift of land and uh there's a mm -hmm. land grant road in dandy and that property has been in that family family 
since six late sixteen, early seventeen hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Mm, Long yeah. time. Get some of those old family shack affords. So there's old money. <laughs> old yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, some of it's not really that much. Dandy, yes. Some other areas not really right. wealth. <laughs> it's not all like that. <laughs> they're, they're old families, but not really wealthy families. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway. We've been crabbing out here for six generations. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 16. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and I could talk about the watermen. Uh, mm. Well, they don't have internet, so we can talk about them. Uh, <laughs> if you make friends with them, it's it's entertaining. They're good people in, in their own special way. In their own special way. If you can understand them. Well, I'm in the northern shores. So I know exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Good old, good old Oh, North Shore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, anyways, um, Ian, yeah. So, personal life. Yeah, got a, got a tropical storm. Kids were excited about it. And we're let down. Um, other than that, just good been, lesson uh, for them. Disappointment. Yeah, disappointment. It was a good lesson. Um, <laughs> we, we because it was raining, like they didn't go outside. So, like we just we we watched some TV. We watched some Star Wars, which is fun. Yeah, that was my weekend. So <laughs> nothing really too 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 fancy. Nothing special. Just living life, but busy yeah, because. They had to run around chase kids all day long, and then by the time I'm done, I'm exhausted and don't want to do anything else. So yeah. there you go. There you go. How about you guys? What's going on? Uh, nothing too fancy. Work, and then I get off work, and then I work some more, and I get off that, and I do some working out. Um, yeah, you know, still kind of. I, I, I was halfway joking, uh, Chris and Alan, when I was talking to you about like the struggles of living by myself. I mean, it, there's reality to that, but I'm still finding that balance of um, keeping myself busy, but still you know, intentionally taking time to, you know, continue this journey. I'm on to get shit straight. So, yeah. And some days are better than others. You know, mm-hmm. today's been an interesting day, not a bad day. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a struggle anymore, but it's some of the alone time takes intentional effort to be good with it. You know, yeah. if that makes sense. I was trying to come hang out with you today. I tried. Yeah. The one, yeah, I forget <laughs> the one day a week, maybe I should change my day. If like Tuesday's the only, Shot you have it being in yeah. Richmond, and that's the only time I go down to I was in, Fort Greg I was in Richmond all day. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's like I got <laughs> done with my appointments, and I was like, "Oh, let me call Ian up and see." He's like, "Dude, I'm I'm working." I was like, "Oh, it sucks." <laughs> What's great is so as I'm talking to you, I'm in my queue, but there's a lot of other people that come in on Tuesdays, and a handful of them, quite a few of them, live in the area in Hopewell and in Petersburg. And mm-hmm. as I'm talking to you. Like they, they're listening to the conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, it's you know, I'm only a little bit down the road, but you don't want to come down to Petersburg. And somebody <laughs> of our, somebody was clearly no, listening to our conversation, and they go, oh hell no, he no. don't. He don't, don't, tell, he don't even tell where you're at. Why are you even telling people you hear? That's embarrassing. <laughs> Petersburg. No, there's nothing about Petersburg I want to go to. No, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I've yet to run into anybody that's like, I'm proud to be from here. <laughs> they're like, I just, I need to find a way out. Petersburg's rough. It is. It just keeps you in, though. Right. I mean, if Fort, if, if Fort Greg Adams, formerly Fort Lee, if it wasn't here, this place wouldn't be here. There's nothing else that supports it except, like, the government money. So there's a lot of low-income. Oh, no, there's uh, a, whole, a lot of old black churches that, that keep the community. Well, there is. Yes, but there's nothing else, really, that's bringing in money Income? to keep no. things going. Mm-hmm. You know, the... The federal money that comes in with people's pay and everything like that, it gets kind of passed. Four sixty runs through there, right? Uh, close-ish. 
I don't even. If you just drive through, they don't stop. I think it kind of goes around. No, I think you no can one's see it. It goes around, skirts around. Like no one's going to Windsor. <laughs> Let's go to Lynchburg. This is great. What is that over there? Oh, never mind. Just no, keep never. going. Just keep going. <laughs> Do not stop there. <laughs> Anyways, but I thought it was funny as we're talking. People over here, multiple people over here in the conversation. Like, oh hell no no don't don't bring down here. He don't want I, none I, of this. I wasn't in the <laughs> nicest neighborhood in Richmond either. So <laughs> not the worst, but not the nicest. Not it's the nicest. it's yeah. Semi rough around the that area there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, what's up with you? Uh, actually, this weekend we did did do something fun. So Chanel's Ooh. youngest sister is getting married next year. Ooh, fun! So we had a like congratulations for the engagement uh, party for her. Even though the engagement was a few months ago, we finally were able to celebrate that. And she announced that her. Um, Wedding is going to be on 10 26 2024. So, like, we'll we'll have, yeah, we'll share the same weekend for our our engagement essentially because we're 10 22. She'll be 10 26. Okay, cool. So, pretty neat. Yeah, Yeah. it was dope. Like, we threw a heck of a party. Like, had. Mm-hmm. Is it is that the med student uh, sister or was that no no that's the middle sister she'll never get married okay <laughs> she just says that so we got into that too so like I I you know I'm new to the family three years in and everything but you know I'm pretty good at filling out dynamics and so with with that sister she likes to dictate and then sit mm. back and watch things evolve revolve around her and I'm like I'm not. Like I go completely against that grain, even though I like to dictate. It's probably we're so very similar, but we're also so very different. Because mm-hmm. I don't mind dictating as well, but I'm also gonna get in there and get it done. Like yeah. I will tell you what to do, yeah. but I'll be right beside you doing it. I'm gonna lead you through it. She is a manager. She's just like I'm gonna tell you what to do, and I expect it to be ten times better than what I wanted it to be by the time you're done. Oh wow! So, See, I, I dictate different ways. I'm like the devil on the shoulder, like. You should totally do it, and then run away and watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how all of our good stories happen. Everybody else is like, "Yeah, no," and Alan goes, "Fucking do it, do it." <laughs> <laughs> so true every time. Every time. I think I told you guys that Chanel got baptized not this past Sunday, yeah. the Sunday yeah, before. So, yeah. so then we started like we're doing some of the classes and stuff at the church. So that's been pretty cool. So in enjoying the fellowship and really getting back into the church, you know, mm-hmm. like I like I like, you know, they don't have a choir, which kind of stinks. You know, they, yeah. the new contemporary churches are, are fun and they're great and they have a great story. But mm-hmm. I miss the, the choir. I miss the hymns. Yeah. Like I'm a, a, a 86 year old white woman on the inside. Yeah. The hearse to the beautiful hearse, not the the hymns and the hearse, the hymns mm-hmm. and the hearse. Sure. Anyway, it was, you know, a cool weekend. And then we just got off of a 50, I think we finished at 53 hour for fast. Okay. So we're pushing ourselves a little bit more each nice. each time, Good trying day. to make it to like 72. Yeah. So real fast, just because I do want to mention it, uh, even though this is not a showcast, if you want to see a showcast, go to Talk Around Riyadh, uh, or, uh, or I guess they're a dusty wheel. There's a bunch of YouTube and podcasts out there that do so about the TV show, but um, yeah, there was a pretty good episode last week. Uh, you know, uh, hard hitter, 
Yeah, I, I feel like the episodes are definitely improving every single week. And this one was uh, emotionally uh, damaging. Emotional I had a panic moment damage. during this one <laughs> because I was like, how are they going to wrap this up in one more? Because I thought this is episode seven. No, it's not the penultimate. Yeah, penultimate. penultimate. Yes. But they still got a lot to do in two episodes they if they're going to get to where I think they're going. And like to see the struggles that the characters went through in this episode and the hurt and the pain and the deception. And there is a lot of meat here. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see them like, I just, it's a poor analogy. But there's areas that give a little faith in their ability to do it though. Uh, Before the show, you know, Alan was talking about the progression of Egwene and the conditioning and the torture and, uh, how they mm-hmm. were trying to get her to break. Look at what they were able to make you feel for her character in a very short amount of time. Oh yeah, like just that using that that picture, and you know, Gwaine having you know she's very stubborn and she's trying to resist and eventually breaks. And like, if you think about it, they fast forwarded through that very quickly, but you 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 felt every bit of it, and you you wept for her, and you were like, no, don't break, don't give in. But you also knew she had to because without it, mm-hmm. like the 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 pain would just get worse and worse. And if they can get through that as fast as they did, I I think if they continue writing like that and showing like that, they could get us through some pretty deep stuff quickly sure. enough. Yeah, Amazon it's gonna be pay us to traumatize you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So they are. It was it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, my, I, we're, we're, again, we were talking about this before the show. And when I was talking about how it was traumatizing and pretty intense and like, there there were parts of this show where I, I wept and I've watched it multiple times and it hits me every time. Alan assumed I was talking about the Gwen thing. And I was like, no, it was when that yellow Aja gave herself up to make sure Nynaeve and Elaine could get away. And there, there was depth to that because it wasn't just the self-sacrifice of her giving herself up. It, she knew that it was going to be her and her warder who she had this bond with. Um, mm-hmm. She was giving him up to. And that look they gave each other before they oh, there was the last fight. They had a little they, wink. There was a yeah. kind of wink like, let's let's give him hell. Let's make this last one a good one. And yeah. then her, oh, the emotion that that actress was able to show um, yeah. when, mm-hmm. you know, we she won't spoil it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't not spoil it. But <laughs> here's the thing: even with me sharing a little bit of this with you, when you go watch it, you're going to say Ian's little description didn't come close to doing this justice, and you will be oh, like, I, "Baby, I yeah. agree with that completely." Um, yeah, that the actors and actresses did a fantastic job, and the writing was great. Yeah. So, so this week's the penultimate, penultimate, penultimate episode. My favorite, my favorite words in literature and. But um, yeah. So before the finale, is that where you do the shot put and the long jump and the I think so. hurdles? Yes. Uh-huh. And the, yeah. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. It's where you do them all. Yeah. It's okay. where you do them all. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Pent ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you bite the, the the bronze medal your snap meme you know biting the bronze medal and cheering yeah. the champagne or like, the champagne look, I mean. look over and like the two other i should not do this <laughs> pouring the champagne <laughs> i saw myself doing it and i was like okay uh, you never do that can't wish it again ian <laughs> only one if, bottle if of you champagne. were if, you, if you're watching this live go ahead and, and rewind about 30 seconds and put it on mute and just watch <laughs> <laughs> what is ian doing Oh boy! Uh, fun times. All right, fun. you guys ready to talk about some Wheel of Time? Sure. Yes. Yeah, these are actually some fun chapters. At least I thought so. Yeah. Chapter yeah, nine: A cup of tea. Never again will I drink a cup of tea handed to me by a stranger, yeah. or a friend for that matter. They should know by now. I mean, I'm I'm skipping way ahead. All right, let's start from the beginning. We're not going to do okay, last You should know by now. <laughs> that's what you just channeled I mean, right there how many times uh, yeah okay we'll get to that in a so, <laughs> anyway elaine changes her clothes from her riding clothes uh she's um you know hanging out uh she's reminds herself to make sure brigitte is still there um even though brigitte's still a little bit i guess in the kind of upset um about everything and refusing to let her guard her or come up with a guard and uh, and she's going to the sitting room to meet the first clerk, Nori. That's kind of where, where we're starting this uh, to get some news. Yes. Mm-hmm. The first clerk was kind of just chilling there, just waiting. Yeah, clutching a leather-bound folder close to his chest, like he didn't need it. He had all the information. I like so I, I like this character. Like he's kind of that that droning, like oh, wow. we had a professor like that at CNU. He taught. Um, may even still teach out um, accounting 101. Okay. I can't think of his name, but there was never any inflections in his voice. It's very matter of fact. Ben Steinish oh, Bueller. Bueller. It, it, it was like, <laughs> and today we're going to learn about debits and credits. That sounds he, like the, the typical accounting class. <laughs> open the book and start reading from the book. I'm like, dude, I'm not paying you to read to me. If I was paying you to read to me, there would be emotion. There would be like hurt and pain with happiness and joy. But no, I'm I'm hearing this droning sound. He's yeah. what killed accounting for me. <laughs> like I was like, I can't do this for four years. No. I'm not doing this. I left. Yeah. I actually passed the class. I just never went back to the class. The most monotone teacher I think I ever had, we did wood shop like in seventh grade. We had a wood shop. I'm dating myself. I don't even know if they offer wood shop anymore. Wow. Um, <laughs> and we had a, I, I think, it, yeah, he was like super monotone. The guy who did that class, like super monotone. Um, to the point where there was like a rumor it didn't happen in our class, but he was missing fingers. Mm. And there's a oh, rumor yeah. that, that he lost them during a class from previous years, you know, it got passed down from, right. you know, from one, just, one just, year to the next year that like, that he's he like, Oh my he just fingers. Picked up his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> he just picked up his fingers and actually walked to the nurse's office. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he's missing and fingers. I've just like my fingers. You, you know, a, a good uh, one shop teacher when yeah. he has, he's missing fingers. missing fingers. Open your textbooks to page forty two, and uh, you know, work that out while I go to the nurse before I lose so much blood that I pass out. 
I estimate I have about 47 seconds, so good day, class. <laughs> good day. Um, yeah, fun times. Yeah. So yeah, that's a this is uh this is Nori. First the bureaucracy is, is, is important. Yeah. Leadership can change, people can come and go in the courts and the nobles mm-hmm. and whatever families, but there's certain pieces of any government that are required for continuity, and this guy is part of that heart and soul. The definition yeah. of it. Right. Yeah. He manages the books uh, yeah. and, and tracks the money and money's connected to everything. So he knows the history of any important transaction that's happened in this kingdom in his lifetime. And probably <coughs> those before him, he's had to study to, you know, understand yeah. all the numbers. He, so he's talking about how they he's have back. some productive income coming in. So maybe the bankers actually will give a loan to the kingdom of Andor they need some funds to build their army, you know, and, uh, you know, all the good finance stuff. That's really fascinating. Yeah. And how about, Ooh, all of a sudden we found this mineral deposit. On yeah. Land that's very that severe. Does exist and, yes. And this is the second go- mention of the women being severe and like, or maybe this is the first, there is a mention. We've of the talked women about it, but, yeah. mm-hmm. but there's uh, a, men- there's a direct mention of them being very severe and like, right. How and about very severe and like remember when this might have been when they got scooped up by the Sean Chan and then shortly thereafter, wasn't it a Gwaine and even Elaine who learned how to channel like earth and it was something or maybe it was a Gwaine and then we we're somebody was talking about how that's typically something that male channelers are more powerful in. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Gwen. So, so I know, I'm like taking a mm-hmm. giant leap here, but like, a, you know, a Gwen, but a Gwen's not in Camelin. I don't know. I, I just started thinking about that, and like maybe somehow our female channelers has something to do with this magical appearance of. Although, okay, now as I'm thinking out loud, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> as I'm thinking out loud, we have it's typically a male channeler thing to be able to work with earth at least I think, stronger I they all can do they're, it they're, but they're, they're typically stronger in that right but we've had all these male channelers around the ashaman you know maybe somehow they've affected it i guess what i'm getting at is it's not like it was there and then oops we just discovered it i feel it's more like it it was deep and somehow it has risen like there's something all right you know what <laughs> <laughs> you know what alan it's not a conspiracy theory I don't believe in coincidences. That's what I'm getting at. Oops, we stumbled upon this massive deposit. There's more to this. I am 100% with you. Like It's even the highest grade that they've seen in the longest time. Like It it is way too coincidental. The Will Weeds. And don't get me wrong, y'all in the chat. I like Master Nori as well. Like He is very much, like he was saying, a pillar of society. Yes. And so... You know, he's giving her the rundown as if she was the queen of Andor, but at the same time, he's yeah. he's only doing it because he there's no other option right now, and he's doing what he knows. He's very much a black and white kind of guy. Yeah, it's like he's hedging a little bit, and not hedging. Like he has to present this to somebody because he's not he's not the decision maker. And he doesn't want to be. Uh, He does provide information in a way to maybe influence decisions a little bit. 
And even with her, he gives a little he bit nudges of them in the direction. He nudges, yeah. Right. But he doesn't want to be the decision maker. And right now, well, Elaine's not full on in that seat. She's the closest the, thing she's, to she's it. the highest bidder right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So the next bit of information there, I guess, before we move on, uh, do you think alum is aluminum? I I do. I think so. I mean, that's what popped in my head, but also this is a make-believe world. So it could be. Where peaches are poisonous. Right. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) And the pit of the peach is super poisonous. It's the worst the worst anyway we'll get to that point. um so the next topic that's brought up is the dragon reborn that elida made a proclamation that uh is offered in protection and guidance um and, he, and nori thinks you know it's just that randall probably gonna go kneel to elida yeah and elaine's like nah i don't believe that <laughs> elida, <laughs> just, elida has Unlikely. much chances a goat in a court ball um he pronounced an anantium on any who approach him save the tower it is wise to be wary of Tarvalon's anger. So she makes the statement that she knows that this guy knows that she is, you know, an Aes Sedai and in cahoots with Aes Sedai. And he assumes that she's going against the tower, but at the same time hopes he can softly persuade her to fall in line. I th- I don't think there's anybody in Camelin, in Andor, that represents this kingdom that is interested in them falling in line with anybody. I get the feeling that they're a very independent and they all um, respect in, in the sovereignty that they have. What I think he was doing here was it was kind of like a, a nod of, look, uh, I recognize that there's some issues going on amongst your I said, I folk, I'm not trying to get in it and pick sides or support you or not support you. What I am suggesting is there's something going on here with the white tower. I said, I, and it would be wise of you to (laughs) um, respect it, whether you agree with it or not, like they're still very much a threat. So don't bring this down on and, or don't bring this down on Camelin. That's, that's more the vibe I got. I don't think it was, Hey, you know, fall in line with them. It was make sure whatever you're doing is not going to hurt this kingdom. Okay. I feel like my rants and rambles come out better when I'm drunk. Maybe I should go back to drinking. Yeah, probably. Uh... It takes me longer to connect the dots when I'm sober. I hit these white spaces in my brain and then I get lost. Oh, it's a a real thing. Alarm, a colorless, uh, astringent compound of hydrate double sulfate of aluminum and potassium used as solution uh, medicinally and dyeing and tanning. Oh, that's a real thing. So that's a real thing, uh, apparently. But is that what Jordan meant in these books? Sure. Sure. He should have gone with saffron then. That shit's expensive. Yeah. You know how many flowers have to be grown to give you like this little bit of saffron? No idea. A lot. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Fields of it. A whole lot. It's like, uh, uh, was it juju berries or whatever up in the Himalayas that now they have imitation stuff. So it's cheaper than it used to be, but it used to be like super rare because you had to go all the hike up in the Himalayas to actually. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to give a nod to Queen Morghese. Yeah. 
Yeah, we have um, Elaine making a point to say that she's going to take over the school and she wants to make sure it's fully funded and because she wants to make sure that Andor has a future no matter what Rand decides to do. So okay. I, I commend her for her forward thinking mm-hmm. and hopefully that these schools will give way to some newer inventions that will be helpful before Rand decides to tear the world asunder. Yeah. yeah. That that little back and forth there and her thought process, it, it, it makes me eat my words from last week. I think she, like like what you were suggesting, Chris, she is recognizing that there's change coming, but she's she's trying to be optimistic, not naive, but optimistic that, you know, some part of who they are now will, will survive. So, Agreed. yeah, I, yeah. I, I take back a little bit of what I said last week. Yeah. And then the last part of news, or well, there's a bunch of like other news that Elaine uh, kind of dismisses. There's a bit about sea folk ships that are gathering, I guess, in the fingers of the dragon, uh, fighting the Shanchant Sea, maybe. Ilion's really quiet. Get a little bit of rundown of where all the different royalty is. Um, yeah. Queen of Saldea, the Queen of Candor is mentioned. Um, and and then the last piece of news is dealing King Rod- Rodran as uh, an army gathering in Lugard, um, um, which Elaine um, it seems almost hesitant before giving, or before he gives, or Nori seems hesitant before giving Elaine the choice. Yeah. Was this one of the things that she had intel herself on? That she had got from Egwene. Um, yeah, I think some of the, some of the stuff she already knew about. So like right. she just kind of dismissed it as kind of not important. Um, yeah, but there were no. I might be mixing up. I I really need to start having the book in front of me again. But there was something he shared with her, and she shared a little bit more info, or like replied in such a way because of something she knew that Egwene shared with her, and it kind of raised his uh, eyebrow. Rodin aim, Rodin's aims. He, and he aims at Mirandi itself. The Andorians and Mirandi have accepted oaths from Mirandan nobles in the north, which make the rest nervous. And there is a large band of mercenaries, dragonsworn, really, but uh, yeah. Rodane thinks, yeah. So, yes, that I, I she's aware of. And I don't right. have my book because Ian has my book. So. <laughs> that I'm not using when we that's record using, so that's so. Doing a lot i mean i have another copy of winner's heart like up there uh in my yeah. fancy hardcovers that i never actually opened because i just had the really cool wheel of time uh, uh if you can see up there shelf oh, see yeah. it on the shelf the wheel of time shelf uh i had the really cool uh juniper uh, wheel of time covers uh, but i don't open those they're all first editions and they're all hardcovers so i don't yeah keep them those. nice keep them pretty. yeah keep them nice i don't use that to reference oh, okay my paperback that's all beat the crap like the rest of my paperbacks ian has a yeah i got that one so. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's been loved the most it has my paperbacks are very well loved um the fact that we associate getting beat with crap with love i probably should find it in that. Way. yeah <laughs> Yeah, true. Someone actually made like a, a video the other day I saw online. It was like a TikTok where it was like, there are two types of uh, of books. It's like, you know, he shows like the nice like leather bounds and like hardcovers and how they're all pristine, like not opened. And then the paperbacks and they're like torn apart, beat the crap. <laughs> like it's holding back, coming yeah. apart. Of the you have two books in your bookshelf. You have nice ones. And then, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And then I, it was really interesting. He was almost putting her to the test to see how she would respond, and she kind of 
saw it that way, took it that way, and responded with mm-hmm. the answer that he thought she would or should. So, which is like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she, she shared time. when she responded back. She shared a little bit more info than she shared with him. So there was kind of a respect thing where he's like, "Okay, um, you're taking this serious, and also you." clearly have informants of your own out there that are giving you info because that's more Mm -hmm. than i knew or more than i shared at least and yeah so there's you know a little quid pro quo not quid pro quo but like some you know respect not given from him yeah at this point yeah and it it impresses nori but then he also after that he remembers he left out you know the fact that the kyrian nobles are are pondering coming to andor to help elaine with the throne but but him sharing that and this so elaine is like okay is he now doing that because because he's worried that i might have already known or is he Mm -hmm. doing it because now he respects me a little more and he's trying to save me from getting caught off guard by this and we don't really know what the answer is because he's so stoic and we don't really have from his perspective but either way it's you know it's good for her yeah. Well, and then yeah. she did a real power move. She's like, "I'm gonna have you draft this note to everybody. Yeah, tell them I'm yep. good. Yep, yep. I got this in the bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the houses that want to come and run to my aid. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be there just as soon as I finish cleaning up this here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. So at this point, I guess Nori is dismissed to go write his letters. Um. And three livery maids come in for the midday meals, lunchtime. Um, you know, with some some clear broth, uh, some bread, and tea. Uh, a cup of tea. A cup of tea. Uh, now, to inter- be fair, there were options. There were. She chose those food because that's what she always eats. Mm-hmm. She made herself too predictable. Yeah. Yep. So Darlin would be one to point that out very soon. Yeah. So Darlin enters during the meal and announces that there's an army in the Brainwood. Um, and the army consists of Shinarans and Kandorans, and there's like tens of thousands of them all together. Um, yeah. And Elaine kind of almost dismisses it, says it's more likely something with Rand. Sounds like um, a Rand thing. It sounds like a Rand thing. Um, That's something silly old Rand would do. On her tea. The whole time she's sipping her tea and refills, actually refills her cups. Her cup, and then starts. This tea's to feel. delicious. I must have yeah, been so like that. Thing, you know, Arizona tea. When you when you tip it in the tea too long, it can get messy. Yeah, gotta be yeah. careful. Yeah, gotta be careful. All that drama. All that yeah. drama. All that tea. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to spill the tea either. No. So, so she's drinking all of it, not spilling any of it, and uh, and then starts to feel a little woozy, and that's when it hits her. That damn fork root. <laughs> and she immediately tries to reach for the source and yeah it's it ain't it's there gone. yep and yeah she manages to cry out to barely cry out to help the dylan um and dylan tries to go um but yeah somebody Some, peeks in the door yeah is she is everything okay in here mm-hmm. i ooh, okay y'all it's just y'all i'm coming in yep with my friends, with my friends, yep. and my knives. Yeah, uh, so I, yeah, it happens pretty fast. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, it is a really quick fighting scene, and again, this is where I appreciate what Jordan does because he creates that level of anxiety. It pushes the book along, pushes me along mm-hmm. as a reader. Really makes me grab for what I'm seeing, and 
you know, you have this really laid back series of conversations. It's starting to get boring. She's getting something to drink. She's relaxing. And then all of a sudden she's losing her wits. And so yeah. she like can't get a hold of Brigitte because she's so out of it. She mm-hmm. gets Dylan to react and instantly she pulls out a knife. And then Elaine's like, shoot, she's up to something. She's up to no good. Like, you know, here is somebody I've been putting all this trust in. And she really wants to throw into herself. Like all this is subconsciously running through her mind, but all she could think was, I'm not going to go down this way. So she pulls out her own knife and she's ready to face Dylan. Then Dylan's like, murder, murder, just starts screaming bloody murder. Yeah. And then she gets stabbed. Dylan gets stabbed. Yeah. Well, Uh, she does go at the attacker. So yeah, she's a G for that in my mind, at least. Oh yeah. And of course, the attacker then turns to Elaine, starts to come towards her, almost like it's already over. So now he's taking his time. Well, it also could have been the fur crew as well that she, everything slowed down. Mm-hmm. Perception. Um, but, you know, all she can think about is, you know, well, if I'm going to die this way, at least I'm going to die on my feet kind of thing, you know, not, not passed out, falling over and have my throat slit while I'm, I'm you know, at least I'm going to stand up to him and. And, and try to buy herself time by, you know, maybe and notice that she's kind of hesitant too, thinking that maybe the forecourt didn't work and maybe, you know, knew that she could channel. So yeah, you know, the guy's really hesitant about approaching too closely thinking that this, I might be screwed if she can still channel. Like, so it's this little quick standoff, but then he realizes confident. Nope. It's working. I got yeah. this. Um, and then the next thing you know, there's a sword going through him. <laughs> this so it's a it's a good scene. It's a great scene, and like way to build up the drama right up to the point. Oh, he's about to get her, and then. But how many times have we seen this? It's a good attackers. <laughs> attackers right at like right about to get him, and then the face freezes, and then the get... camera pans down, and you just mm-hmm. see blood start to trickle out, and there's a giant blade sticking through. Like, come on. It goes to it goes to the attacker and then goes back to Elaine casually putting on her plot armor, you right? Know, just, <laughs> yeah, gearing up, <laughs> gearing up the plot armor. All right, got the plot armor on. I'm good to go. There we go. <laughs> I just uh, now, now I'm not taking away from Jordan. There's so much sure. creativity in what he writes, but it's funny oh, sure. how eventually we recycle and we repeat. You know, yeah. as writers, it, it's hard to write 15 books or whatever and just be 100 percent original. Sure. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of in, in a lot of that that literary devices are reused by everyone. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Almost death. I mean, it, it gets the reader going. I mean, obviously you want to use it sparingly and you want to make it different each time, but yeah, it's yeah. still the same kind of thing. I mean, go back to Lord of the Rings. How many times does that happen? Lord of the Rings. I mean, oh, how many yeah, times yeah. happen in every single book you ever read uh, sure. where they should have been dead, but they weren't, right. you know, the, the fake death or the mm-hmm. almost dead. And then last second, yeah. some sweeping army comes in. I mean, you think about the game of Thrones and the battle of the bastards where, John Snow's by himself pulling out the sword as the charging army. And then all the last sudden, second, yeah, second, all the cavalry comes in, and you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's right, it's, com- it's common, <laughs> it is. But so, when you Chokes read and when you read enough, and... though, it's kind of funny. I, like in this particular scene, like I know Elaine isn't gonna die here, and like no. when this happened, I was like, oh, okay, they're going, they're going with this maneuver, that's mm-hmm. they're going with the old knife through the back thing, this the sword thrown across the room shtick. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Did you before reading the next chapter? Did you have suspect on who the savior was? 
because all you saw was the X face men with a white collar of a guardsman. I know we had seen that explanation before, but I couldn't remember mm-hmm. who it was kind of from. Together. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a while ago when we did, but yeah, yes, I do remember. That. I was like, damn, that's super familiar, but who is that? And that, that's yeah. as far as I got. That next chapter, we get it anyway, but yeah, yeah. I, I did complain to Alan when I finished the next chapter that I wish in these sections they didn't reveal it because even before the girls start talking about how convenient this saving Elaine was, I immediately, as I'm reading this, I'm like, all right, the guy that saved oh, her yeah. is the one you need to suspect the most. This way this went down 100%. is just, this is all a setup for future infiltration. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. So, 100%. The minute he got to jump on three people, I was like, oh, nah. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, and and as I'm, I know we're about to get there, but as I'm thinking this, like, wait a minute, when we get in the next chapters and Brigitte's kind of breaking down how everything happens so conveniently and so luckily, I'm like, yeah, no, no, this BS, <laughs> this guy, you need to watch. It's uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the, the Among Us, sus. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I sus. need to find. I need to get that that meme. Emergency <laughs> meeting. Emergency meeting. Emergency meeting. <laughs> It's the X, it's the X face man. Um, it wasn't me. I was saving everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Were you really though? Yeah. Well, she has no idea. I didn't play, I didn't play that game. That was good old COVID days. Among yeah. Us was shit during COVID, man. Mm-hmm. You played the hell out of that game. <laughs> yeah. Um. So her last thought is that Pergeet come and then darkness consumes her, and that's how we end this chapter. Darkness imprisoning me. I thought it was bad. <laughs> yeah fade to black like yeah, the i was more thinking of like evanescence you know like darkness but you know yeah. but you can do the that one too that works right <laughs> how can i anyways yeah I need to remember yeah. the words. Like I, open I doors. Yeah, anyway, um, guys ready for the next chapter? Sure. We, start singing? we haven't sung in a while. We need some Disney tunes. We haven't. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. They, uh, these aren't really singing chapters. We'll, we'll get back to singing. To my <laughs> eyes. Like open doors. Da, 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 da. Pull the lyrics up there, <laughs> Chapter 10. I'm a, so numb. Yeah, a plan succeeds. A plan succeeds. My spirit sleeping somewhere cold. That was a song back in the day. Okay, anyway, it was. Yeah. It was. It was a good song. Um, it was. Past it tense. Still is. Uh, it still is. It holds up. That's a good song. You know, when I first saw this chapter title, I was super excited for the crew. I was like, finally, we get some success. Wrong people that succeeded. And then I just threw it. <laughs> <laughs> when I got to the end, I just tossed the book. I was like, damn. We are I still celebrated that somebody's winning. We are Somebody. in book <laughs> nine of 14, and the bad guys are still in the lead. Yeah, but I personally know how satisfying it is that when you have a list where you want to check some things off, to be able to actually cross some things off the list and be like, got that done. So I know they're bad guys, but you know they're they're checking things off the list. People, they're making, so they're making it happen. They're My sleeping good is, tonight. Going ah, 
I, I had a plan. I went out. I did it. I accomplished something. Yes. Maybe we're Good on for the them. wrong side. Maybe we're on the wrong side. Yes, hey. you are. The darkness is the right side. Showing <laughs> okay. the shadow. Maybe it is. Like dark is here, Team like. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're giving out these banging t-shirts. Come on. Get with it, guys. Awesome, huh? I mean, I'm just like... <laughs> And what story do you read where the good guys are always five steps behind and losing? Uh, the story of my life. Well, <laughs> I mean kidding? that's real life, but this is fantasy. Attention? No fantasy that doesn't happen. This is why I escape into fantasy. Mm. Uh, Superman, oh, you 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 man. sent it to me because they gave him muscles, which means Clark Kent has muscles, <laughs> which means to keep up the facade, he has to go to the gym and pretend to lift. So he wastes That's two cool. hours a day and spends money on this gym membership, lifting Six weights that he does not struggle with at all. So people are, you know, can believe True. the muscular Clark Kent. True. Yeah. Superman is struggling. Struggling. They all are. <laughs> with mental health. What was the end of that, though? Like, what's the point of all this? Because Lois wants me to choke her, and she has no idea that I would effing kill her. <laughs> like, she has no idea what she's asking for. <laughs> I can't control this. <laughs> anyway, so a plan succeeds. So when I, when, I, when I listened to that, it took me down a, a rabbit hole in my mind. Like, damn, yeah. sexy Superman. Ooh. Oh, man. But then again, he is faster than a speeding bullet. So Elaine wakes up in her bed chambers. Uh, surrounded by oh, all her man. friends. Avienda, Brigitte, uh, Nynaeve. Uh, she Why is the out. recovery position in Wheel of Time always naked? Every Robert time Jordan? we have somebody recovering and you go to the fate of the black and when you come back, it's like, and then I was naked and I didn't know how to get there and I just wrapped myself in the blanket. It's like, where the hell am I? Like, why? He, Tell he me heard, why she needed to recover naked. He heard one naked. time that you need to keep people like warm, perfect. Body <laughs> so it's like, that's how you heal everything. You just get naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with Perrin, it made sense because he was out in the cold and was probably wet from eating snow and everything. You know, you don't want to do the hypothermia thing. But it's like, ah, shit, a paper cut. Strips him down, wraps him in swaddling like blankets. (laughs) Recovery position. Wear my clothes. That's, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, yeah. So she's naked. She reaches out for cider. They were were afraid of fever. I mean... You know, yeah. maybe she has some cold yeah. sweats going. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe. getting all the toxins yeah. out of her body. Yeah, I could just see Nynaeve showing up. Like, what do we do? Well, step one: take her clothes off. Okay, <laughs> then we'll we'll figure first out step. the rest after that. But the first step <laughs> is always first step is get her naked. <laughs> Let me see what we're working with here. Land, uh, get away. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's totally. Anyway. Next time I get sick, I'm just gonna walk downstairs completely naked. Wife's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like, I am sick. This is I, the I do that all. Whenever she time. says she has a headache, you should be like, "Well, you should take your clothes off." Why? Because that's step one. That's, that's how you, then that's what? Right. I don't know. You rest later. Uh, <laughs> Getting naked is how we're gonna heal the headache. All right. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Well, I got a headache that you can heal. Apparently, you have you have trouble with wellness, my dear. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. So she can reach her side side R. She, she's happy about that. Um, she asks for Dylan and the guardsmen. Um, yeah. Um, 
she they, she goes right into queen mode and she's asking about mm-hmm. the people who were engaged and right luckily dylan has you know she's cool she's fine and she's like well she's proven her loyalty today and now i have two yeah and i don't even take dylan off my suspect list at this point oh no because she didn't die right how much of this was part of the plan we i i like dylan so i'm gonna say she's a good girl i'm still gonna keep an eye on her but i'm not i don't i'm gonna keep an eye on her that's all i'm saying i mean she nearly died nearly though but did she die oh you're oh, yes seven you're, you're supposed to get naked for yes 100 percent. that's exactly what you're right. supposed to do um and and if if you need a doctor's note um my brother's a doctor he'll write you a note so at work just just say i got a doctor that told me to do it yeah it'll it, work trust me uh i apply this to everything <laughs> even if alan just hurts my feelings i get naked yeah and yeah. Uh, and for people listening to the podcast later, it's like, wait, if I'm supposed to get naked, if I stub my toe and the answer is hundred uh, percent. <laughs> yes. You know, get naked, go into a tent, roll up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also Nynaeve didn't use the one power to heal um, during her healing. She just used herbs. So just kind of interesting note there. Herbs or herbs? Herbs. Herbs. <laughs> herb. Herb. H is silent. It's like whip, whip. You don't so disrespectful H. to the H. It's there. It's the leader of the word in this case. It's not like an H hidden in the middle of the word. It's I always leading saw, the word. I always silence my H's and uh and my wife gives me such a hard time about that. You know, there's an H there. And I was like, no, you always keep the H silent. She's like, no, you don't. I was like, Yeah, your name's Abby. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <Abby>. <laughs> She doesn't like that one. That's no, my dad. Imagine not. <laughs> H is silent. H is silent. <laughs> Happy. Huge. Well, okay. So somebody huge. says it's like huge being pronounced huge. Well, not always. Huge is bigger than huge. Mm-hmm. So you go, you drop the H in huge when you're trying to add emphasis. Instead of saying very huge or like the most hugest yeah. ever, like think of the most huge and then double it, you just say huge. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So they're, they're um, slightly different, but yeah. I guess the big part of all this conversation, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff about the kin and about the wise ones, but the big part of this is uh, Brigitte finally getting a lens approval for the bodyguard, which she is super excited about. Uh, yeah. So Lane's like, yeah, don't get, don't get too ahead of yourself. Like calm down there, champ. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, a little bit, you know, obviously, I do need a bodyguard, but you know, you don't need to go 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 ham on this. Just, just yeah. Just, just, and and the negotiation on the numbers is like uh uh, you know, twenty two two married folks. You know, one of them going out to the bar, 000. and they're discussing how many beers you plan on having for the night. And the one's like, "I'm just gonna have a couple." And in their mind, they're thinking a couple's could be like a dozen. Mm-hmm. And they're you know, and the spouse staying home is like, "Okay, a couple, so two. I'm holding you to that. I can handle two. And they're like, I said a couple as in a dozen. I didn't say a couple as in two. I said two-ish, two or so. A few. That's why I said a few. Did I send you that video of like the guy like leaving to go out with a night for the boys? And like his wife says on the way out, it's like, just remember, come back the same way you left. 
And yeah, like he, shuts, yeah. <laughs> he shuts the door and goes back and then like five yeah. minutes later he comes like crawling uh, to the door like to leave like with his shirt like untucked and like i'll leave all drunk what a great loophole <laughs> just leave trashed uh anyway um yeah so and and elaine decides that learns that that lieutenant dolan millar is the guy who saved him. So she promotes him to in charge of the bodyguard as a reward. As a capitan. Mm-hmm. As a captain. In charge of the bodyguard. When I first listened to this, I went back to, you know, because I'm assuming he's the bad mm-hmm. guy. Oh, this is super naive of her. Like, oh, you know, yeah. he's getting just what he wants. But then when I listened to it again, everybody seems Jesus. to be suspicious of him. Yeah. Yes. Like, very much so. Like it was thick and how they were talking about Keep it. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. Well, your friend's closer, your enemy's closer. Right. Okay. I thought I was the only one that caught that undertone. Right. right. It, it, you're right. Like, Good. Mm-hmm. I say naive question it and then was like, okay, whatever. Uh, and then even Brigitte made some comment like, okay, so I guess you know what Big you're doing here. Hello. Though yeah. he smiles a lot, mainly at women, he pinches several girls. And he tumbles three or four a day that I know of, like he's a hoe. And you yeah. know you can't turn him into housewives, no, nope. or husbands for that matter. I mean, I I really do feel like they know something's going on with him, but they don't know what. And so they're also using this as a tool and as a tactic to say, "Hey, some went down. We got it taken care of. This man's the one that did it." They're they're using him for their propaganda tool. Yes, like there's a little bit like to advertise the attack. Uh, sure, but they also want people talking about it. They were intentional and not about not mentioning. Uh, like detectives do this, so they release some information. They want some information getting out there, but there's a critical piece that they're not sharing. So when that comes up in conversation, they know okay, these people we have to look into because they knew information that wasn't released. So they were keeping the poison part quiet. So, I mean, it, the, the strategy is good here. And if they, if they suspected this guy and they just brought him in now, like they could interrogate whatever and maybe not get information, but if they watch him, they can find out who else he's working with or for, or what his angle is. So I, as long as they go about this the right way and they do keep a good eye on him, this, this could be, this could be a good move for them. Mm-hmm. It's risky. Yeah. It's still a good move. I agree. I think it's good. Okay. So after all this, they hear, I guess, the gong of the 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 palace tower, I guess, or something. It's not really a clock. It's just like the the change of the guard or something. The bells. And oh yeah, yeah. gotta remember, we're supposed to go meet Egwene tonight and tell her. So let's go to sleep, guys, because you know that's what we always do in these books. Whenever things are going crazy, like. Time to take a nap. Let's take a nap. Go to sleep in the take middle of it. Yep. But she's not late tired because she just got up from a big nap. But they give her tea. So she yeah. drugs some drink. <laughs> she gets drunk. Drink. She gets drunk. Well, first again. they try to drug her out, right? And then they they give it to her and she's accepting of it because they tell her well, she can go to the dreamscape. Yep. So yeah. And they do agree to have a bodyguard, Avienda, assist on staying and to watch. Yeah, in this back I mean, and forth. Good. Go ahead. I was gonna say in this back and forth, uh, it is worth noting that Avienda was well. One, she stuck up for Nynaeve about how she did the healing with the herbs, 
herbs uh, and not channeling when she didn't know 100% what she was doing. But she, some dick herbs. She stuck up. <laughs> she stuck up for Elaine um, about everything to both Nynaeve and but after her sister and Brig- her, her first sister, sister. Her first sister. Who she can now to. stay with. No, she can have sleepovers. No, just just this temporary moment. So they, she's on borrow right now because of what happened. Hmm. I thought it was a first sister thing that she now can. I mean, she can now stay with her because she's a first sister, but she's also supposed to right now be with the wise ones learning. And they just let her go there for a few days to help make sure safety was established because at the same time, the wise ones know they're supposed to be keeping her safe. And this is reflecting negatively on them as well. So, you know, they're playing the game too. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 So the, now we go to Teleron Riyadh, the world of dreams. They awake in the Grand Hall uh, in the Throne Palace um, to, to meet with Egwene. Uh, and yeah, like first, and she's chilling, and there is a, a girl on the throne. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it makes me wonder like, is she this the snake? Mm. The girl like, on the throne? I, I, yeah, I remember I'm hopping forward to hop back, but yeah, could she be the potential snake in the midst? Maybe I felt like this was more of like one of those, you know, people actually dream themselves in Teleron Riyadh without knowing. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt more like that. I think it'd been it'd be cool if Elaine really messed with her and was like, "Hey, what's your name?" And then if if she actually got her name, go out and find her the next day in the real world and be like, "Hey, stay off my throne." And the girl would be like, wait, what, how did you know I was dreaming that? That's crazy. I, I would try to mess with her like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Egwene shows up and they do some pleasantries and talk a little bit. And then uh, Elaine tells Egwene that she almost was murdered that night. Um, Another great trope, though. Yeah. Nynaeve and uh, Elaine talking before yeah. Egwene's there. And Nynaeve's like, whatever you do, we can't mention this to Egwene. I don't want to have to tell her. And then that's when Egwene shows up and goes, tell me what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, here we go again. Yes. <sighs> Trope yeah. it up. But yeah, it worked. It got us to where we needed to be. You know, they, they shared much of it with, well, Lane didn't hold back and just yeah. told Egwene pretty much everything that happened. Yeah. Very matter of factly. Like this is yep. what we're dealing with. Yep. This is the plan. Yep. And yeah, they share some things about what's going on, you know, about Rand and those things. And Egwene kind of shakes it off saying, yeah, that's not whatever. That's not going to happen. And I, I get where you're coming from about it being kind of nonchalant sharing, but you got to remember that now um, Egwene is Amerlin, 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 whichever yes. word you want to use. Yeah. So she doesn't have to share where they are sharing because it's their duty to make sure that, you know, their Amelin had as well informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she could often pull rank, but she chooses not to. Yeah. You know, I, th- I, th- and kudos to Egwene. I think that's smart. You know, she has to, even though she's sitting at the top in the power structure of, you know, where she exists, you gotta, you gotta have some people that you keep in your peer circle. I mean, it's, it's risky just trusting your own brain and your own thoughts and your own perspective and your own point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's good to have other people in there, and you know she's got a good group of folks that she trusts with that. It's small, sure. but it's important. Yeah. 
and wait, I just lost my notes. I was clicking off something else. Um, yeah, and also you're gets you're a, clicking off over there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, gets the news about Van Deen being no closer closer to finding out who the black sister was that killed her sister. Um, yeah, Egwene says that you know we should join her, Mirandi. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of goes on about sitters and how the issues they're having and what the kids women and all the good stuff they're catching up on. And the <laughs> fact that she's planning on using the white rod as soon as she gets yeah, it back. That's what she, like, no, don't do it. It cuts your life. Yeah. Like, what is Egwene's motivation there? Or is that something she's being conditioned to do by whoever's... She understands that being Aes Sedai is being defined by being ruled by these three laws mm-hmm. see it's i go like back to that oath rod that oath rod being uh much more than just the three oaths and that the oath rod was something that was worked in there by the black aja early on or dark friends early on or you know some there's some evil purpose there um so since i still firmly believe that and now Egwene is still like we must have it but we also know Egwene is under the influence of somebody like remember the head massage thing mm-hmm. am i imagining this no you're not she that happened is. right there's some there's some someone influencing her yes they even <laughs> ask about her because they're like um are you getting much sleep and what about that the massages you're getting like shouldn't that be doing the trick yeah yeah so i feel like that's where this sudden insistence on we need to we need to swear as soon as we can yeah, there we go. Halma, Halma. Yeah, Halmina, Halmina. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that oath, that oath rod <laughs> is how whoever implemented the oath rod, like that's how that person controls them, yeah, or limits their ability or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing. No. Yeah, um, but then I guess Gwen doubles down, saying basically, you know, well, if you don't want to swear the oaths, it's fine. You don't have to be I to die. You can. Undo the oaths. Any I said I can. We're gonna bind the kin to the tower, and you just become part of the kin. And since kins are ruled by age, um, even if you're I said I, you'll you'll be lower than anybody else there. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's up to you. Do you want to yeah. be low man on the pole? Go for it. Danib's like, um, I just want to be where I could do what I want, but be in charge of everybody. Yeah. Right. But then uh, their conversations cut short because a mysterious man that looks a lot like Rand. It's a lot like Rand. Could have been Rand's mean uncle, he said. I kind of thought it arm. was Rand mm-hmm. at first. But he's definitely there. He's not just accidentally there because he stays in too long. They, they notice that and they, they try to fall him down. And, and he uh, runs and you can hear him run. Mm-hmm. It could be Rand from a different universe mm. or a different turn in the wheel that learned how to travel to different times. Time traveling Rand. That would be fun. Tam taught him his secrets of time travel in another universe. Right. Is that a ukulele? What? Was that a ukulele? That's my Dylan King. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were about to play us a tune. <laughs> no, it's not the Cosmere Reads. Uh, the Cosmere Reads, we do that now. Um, oh. If, if you've missed that. Uh, uh, Will found his old recorder from when he was in elementary school. <laughs> so, so he played it off. in the middle of the- <laughs> In the middle of the episode, is that how you control the Oompa Loompas? Exactly. Are you, I'm trying to get him to learn the, the shitty Titanic. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> really bad uh, version. That's my pep cane. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 I don't I know what you heard about me. You can't get a dollar <laughs> out of me. No, sir. So anyways, um, so Rand's uncle's there, um, and they try to chase him down, but he gets away. Um, yeah. Um, and then someone else is there, too, from the other side. I might be the same person. They're not really sure, but I think it's two people that are watching them now. All you hear is click. Click. Yeah. The well, we kind of know there's two people because there's a third person hiding in the shadows, and she mentions mm-hmm. two people watching, though. Yeah. Seven, six of them, so... Yeah, there's people everywhere. They think they're being secretive with their meetings. No, everyone's watching them. <laughs> but I'm sure the wise ones are still watching from a position where they can't be seen because they know these mm-hmm. meetings happen. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's yeah. watching. The wise ones on Elaine's, Egwene's side, the wise ones on this side. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But who's like the ultimate peeper? Is there a peeper that's peeping the peepers that are peeping the peeps? That caught uh, a peeper that are chasing mm-hmm. the peeper, but somebody the watcher? that? The watcher. But what if somebody's peeping him? Or her mm. or it. Bella. 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 Do I have to? I guess. Bella. Uh. Oh, sorry, we're back. Oh, Hopper. Oh, we need to make a Hopper. Hopper. No. Uh, that'd be cool. <laughs> just have the thing from the show with like a wolf that's just kind of jumping around. Clip of it. Yeah. Eh, close enough. Close enough. Who do you think this guy, random guy is? Have we met him before? Is this someone we know? Or do you have, are you suspecting? Because Elias. Yeah. Elias. Okay. Elias looks like Rand. Interesting. No, I'm kidding. Now, who was who was that dude we couldn't stand that was down in the two rivers fighting with Lord fighting with Luke? Yeah. Yeah. It's that douche. No, it's not Lord Luke. Lord Luke doesn't look like Rand. It's yeah, it the evil counterpart. Does he? Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, sorry, he doesn't look like Rand. I thought he looked like Land. No, Lord Luke looks like Rand. Um, when he's in the world of dreams, it's Slayer, he looks like Land. Yeah, uh, I was shot making them one in the same in my mind. Well, no, they shot. He shot one. Then Lord Luke had the had the wound and ran out. That's the last time we saw him, and he ran away. Yeah, yeah. Right so away, Lord Luke this is this is from uh, like way back in like. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, Lord Lucas Slayer. Remember that time where we were getting yeah, some we awesome out Perrin chapters, before. and then Perrin disappeared for three books. It was like way Matt's back then. Right now. <laughs> Matt, who? Exactly. Flat Matt, because he got stoned. <laughs> uh, interesting. <laughs> Who is Tigran's brother? Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's some mm-hmm. family. Yeah, Luke was Tigran's brother, who is Rand's mother. So actually, is Rand's uncle. Mm-hmm. If it's the same Luke. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. Anyways... Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. They and this, yeah, uh, yeah. Egwene says that, yeah, they have to secure the lion throne and they end though. They, they leave the world of dreams, or at least we change point of views. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then we go on to the best part. Yep, so we get to a scene, a scene, a scene, 
scene's point of view. Anyway, she's with Chesmo. You see a bunch of, of, of dark sisters. Yeah. They've all been kind of coerced, so I don't know. Yeah, the 13 black sisters who are with Leandrin, and they're trying to avoid talking about all of that. Um, yeah, about Leandrin and everything, and uh, having like little quabbles about everything. Wait, so Leandrin's but, still alive, but being punished, right? Yeah, but she, she, has, she hasn't been off little, yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's fun. The pyramid world, and then Mogadine has. Has only been around like once to give some very brief orders that were handed down to her from the boss man, yeah. And so they all think that she pretty much abandoned them because she's no longer in control of her own stuff, yep. Yep, so I mean, when you're in a room full of people that are kind of made to do things and forced to do it, of course, all you're gonna sense is distrust. So that's what you hear from the from moment one through the end. It's this profound and general distrust, the desire, the desire, excuse me, to turn, um, to go ahead and get these two to get a hold of Nynaeve, to get a hold of Elaine, so they can turn them over to whoever the next dark friend is that kind of takes their contract, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff trying to well. get trying to get some leverage, trying to have a, a gift ready for. But, Try not trying, they are successfully infiltrating and on target to get their leverage. This is the point where I threw the book because I was like, Really, their plans come into fruition, but <laughs> nothing happens for our Taviran folk. That's yeah. some crap. Yeah, well, during all this conversation, that's when someone knocks on the door. It's uh, the black sister Eldrith who I'm getting left in charge, and she's like, Dude, we gotta go. Because uh, my water kind of maybe he's known she's is a murderer. He knows that she's a murderer uh, and expects something. So, um, yeah, we got to we got we to take care of this. We got to take care of it. So, yeah. And then uh, then we learn also about the watching of Elaine, Nynaeve, and Egwene that Tamale, Hot Tamale? Hot Tamale. Hot Tamale. Hot Tamale. That's what I'm going to call her. Uh, that she was there watching. Yep. So. Yeah. Anything else from all this before we switch to Millie Skane? That's what I'm waiting for. Okay, cool. So we get to Millie Skane. Lady Cheyenne, who has uh, been with us off and on since book one. Interesting. Do you guys remember her? No, not in book one. Yeah, she was in book one. She's Shinarin? Nope. She was the one who tried to stab Rand with a knife. Yeah, that oh. lady. I forget that she actually. Oh, that Matt was following. They escaped it, but didn't kill her. Yeah, gotcha. they left her locked up in the stable. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then Matt was following. And then she, her. Right, and Matt, Matt was following her in the Crown of Swords. Yep. So a few books ago, she had that big hat with the big yep. feather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And then she was meeting with the White Cloak dark friends, trying to. Yeah, basically right. torture people. Everyone was like apples in their mouths and like being tortured and like she was killing people left and right and she didn't really care. So yeah, oh, we're back with her. Kind of a big deal. Kind of, yeah. She's it's like just, she's worked her way up. Interesting. I mean, for for a dark friend that's able to weave in and out of all these situations so well and be so influential and to be kind of not on the I, radar. Right. You gotta be thinking forsaken, and Semarag is still one that we're like 
everybody's afraid, knows she's super crafty, uh, leans yeah. towards torture. Yeah. Could I be. mean, and she only shows up for like one paragraph a book. So it's like, who is that yeah. again? <laughs> right. Right. You almost forget about it. And then like what just happened, you remind us and we go, oh, yeah. She's All these were kind of important moments that she was influencing. <laughs> for like one paragraph. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so she's sitting in a room waiting on Phalion. Phalion? 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 The one F that is the one that everyone's going to correct me says the other F. Phalion. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Um, who is forced to serve her as part of her punishment for her failure in Ebudar, um, mm. uh, which was given by the Forsaken Morden. Um, yeah, and really Skane, I guess, at this point, that's when ends up becoming Cheyenne uh, Avrieran after killing her, killing the original and her father and taking all her possessions and basically doing identity theft. So now she's a high lady in Andor. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dana Lou corrected you. It's pronounced fa lion, fa lion, <laughs> fa lion. <laughs> I see it right there. F a right there. lion, fa lion, fa lion. Fa don't care. Oh, but <laughs> just kidding. The F is silent. It's a lion, a lion, a lion. Oh, perfect. Um, so that's what she's got to be called, a lion. Um. So yeah, so she's now taking an impersonation of you know being oh, an heiress no. or something. Yeah. Because that's what she does. Um, and this is also where we find out that that this is uh, that Dalen Malar is actually David Halon, who was the person we had met, I think it was last book, or maybe it was early, maybe it was in the prologue of this book. I can't remember. But we met him talking with Millie Skane about the plan to infiltrate into Alliance Queensburg. And the plan, the plan succeeds. Succeed. They should write a chapter about that. Yeah, called the plan succeeds. Genius. Yeah. So they've now infiltrated Alliance peoples. Maybe I, I have hope that they have not really, but we still have a lot of this book left. So, and we know they've already infiltrated the little white tower. So, why not infiltrate everything? It's like a and battle of who knows last, because they're like, mm -hmm. "Ha, we've infiltrated." And Elaine's like, uh, but I know that you infiltrated. But now, do they know that Elaine knows that they infiltrated? But then they mm -hmm. caught the people peeping. So at what point will Elaine know that they know that Elaine knows that they infiltrated? So who knows last and at the right moment is going to... Peter. To... <laughs> yeah, that's the it's answer. Come back from the grave. <laughs> They're going to Scooby-Doo it, pull the mask off, well, and it's going to be Pater. Pater the whole They're time. Like, <laughs> I got away with it, too. <laughs> with these darn kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good time. So that's pretty much how we end this chapter, with that revelation that, uh, yeah, they've now infiltrated the Queen's Guard. They've now infiltrated uh, the Little Tower, obviously the White Tower, um, probably the Black Tower, too, maybe. I don't know. Wait, Everywhere. We got, we got some more intel. Dana Lou says... Da Vod Han Lan equals do I land me Lalar? Lalar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do they know that we know? They know we know. Oh, they, they never break that. What is it? The third wall? Yeah, or the, the fourth wall. The fourth okay. wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've. Okay, I say that. Watch a chapter from now. Like Matt climbs from under the rock. 
turns to us and winks. <laughs> hey guys, looks hey at readers. the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I've been yeah. doing for the past month under <laughs> this rock. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's what we end this chapter. Thoughts? Anything about this whole meeting that you guys want to talk about? Or where do you think we're going? Where do we go? Where do we go now? Where do we go? Voting. Yeah, you know, turns out it's not where, but who you're with. So who are we going to be with is more important than where are we going to be? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And okay. if maybe if they just, uh, you know, get a Jimmy thing, hmm. that might solve all their problems. Maybe. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe. No, maybe. Sure. Favorite character. Let's go. Really, it's the space between. <laughs> We're doing Dave quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sitting under the table and dreaming. Um, and Matt was crushed. Um, right. <laughs> totally crushed. Hey, those stones crashed into him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the watchers were there like a satellite. You know? My favorite character is the infiltrator. He did a good job. That's true. Okay. Gosh, I would have to say. Gosh, I don't really have one. Nobody jumped out at me. I'll do Billy Skane. Yeah, you're just picking a random name. You're just making up sounds and letting them vomit <laughs> out of your mouth. Um, I like Fa Lion. Fa Lion. I'm gonna go with. I like the lion. lion. Oh, I mean a lion. I forget lion. that the F yeah, is silent. Yeah, silent. It's silent. <laughs> <That's> silent. <laughs> yes. Uh, Davo Hanlan is Dave Matthews. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. There. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Every day. Da Davod. Davod Matthews. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so next time we'll be doing two chapters again, guys, just two. So 11 and 12, uh, is ideas of importance hmm. and a lily in winter. I've always thought that the numbers 11 and 12 are probably really good friends because of all the numbers in the world of numbers, they're the most unique. Like they don't follow the pattern of any other way that we count. They, they kind of stand so alone. What do you mean? I mean, like when you get the 20s, it's 21, 22, 23, 24. When you're in the teens, there's 13, 14, 15, 16. But 11 and 12, it's not one teen and two teen yeah. or teeny yeah. one or teeny two. Just 11 and two. They're, yeah. they're all by themselves and they're so different. Like, so and when, even like years, like if you say like 2023, 1989, you know, you always put the first and second. But if right. it's like, what, what's one, 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 one? 11 11 11 d 11 11 d 11 11 11 11th like hmm. yeah they're they're unique and different and though they're unique from each other they're the same in that they're so different than everybody else so they probably bond over that yeah and they're right next to each other so they have time to talk about it and 12 has like different names for it too like dozen oh yes yeah interesting and put two 12 or you multiply two or 12 times 12 you get Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm convinced they're they're best friends. They're best friends. That's that's cool. What do you think about these chapters though? They have titles. 
not the numbers. Oh, what were they? <laughs> ideas of importance and a lily in winter. Ideas of importance. I gave you one. Okay. That 11 and 12 are best friends. That's what it's going to be about. And what's the other one? A lily in winter. Huh. Maybe it's Lily the person. <laughs> David Hun. Davod Han Lan Band. Uh, Featuring the Mountain Dulcimer. And played by a lion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in our, our chapter of ideas of importance, we're going to learn that some of our main characters aren't as important or doing important things as they think they're going to. Okay. But then in that... It's kind of like the idea of you. Yeah. You see what I did there, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. So Iris brings up the number 10. We have to touch on this. This is why... So yes, 10 is unique-ish, but 11 and 12 don't like 10 because 10 is so famous. People count by 10 so easily... The $10 bill, the $100 bill, which is just 10 tens. I mean, we're in a 10 yeah. base number system. 10, you know, the one and the zero. I mean, the two most important fucking numbers we've ever yeah. known. It's interesting that we're in a 10 base uh, number system. However, the Babylonians use a 60 base, and that's why our time is the way it is. Cause they, yeah. Because they were 60 base. Yeah, yeah. So t 10 is also unique, but 11 and 12 don't like 10. In fact, they bond over their dislike of 10 because of 10's notoriety and fame. If that, hopefully that answered your question, Iris. <laughs> Chris is like, oh, I was done with this podcast. I am so sober. I am not high. I'm like so tired right now. I'm like, oh. Anyways, uh, are we done? Can we say how how we can be found? Um, how we can be found is on the website whenever I pay for the hosting, so we can actually have a website. <laughs> still, yeah. wait, somebody check the website again. We got to check out. Oh no, it's still down. It's still down. <laughs> Which is really bad. So I'll tell you, there is a whole Harry Potter group on uh -huh. um, that's for like um, people of color, safe space. But there's mm -hmm. like 3,000 members, mm -hmm. and they are all jumping on Wheel of Time because Chanel shared because they were talking about the um, TV show. Oh, wow. She shared our Shared the link to a dead. <laughs> and now they have a whole book right. club around Wheel of Time. And I told them to go, and she told them to read, you know, along with us. And so yeah. I've gotten like, hey, I thought you said, hey, what's going on? I'm like, eh. Your website's there. broke. Yeah. That's funny. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I was going to watch Ahsoka besides doing this. I'll do it right now. But yeah. The, the problem is like on GoDaddy, you have to go to like so many pages and I get bored. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. That's uh, the ADHD talker. 100%. Whoa, it's like shaking right now. Okay. I, I can't be streaming while I do this. Um, I'll, I promise I'll do it. Um, So okay. in my wallet's upstairs. So never mind. Um, It'll happen tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> next week so, on the will reads next week on the will reads on the website all right <laughs> all of y'all listening direct message alan throughout the week and make sure he gets it done shame alan into doing this yeah you're, uh, you're shaming me to actually going the problem is like i put my wall on my nightstand and come down to this recording and it's upstairs and like i don't want to go up there because my wife's sleeping now and then i'll wake her up it's a whole thing like it's just not it, it's just not happening <laughs> <laughs> And with everything that Alan has shared that he's been like kind of going through in life, not that it's horrible, but a lot of 
change his transition struggle. If we were to everyday message him and be like, Alan, you're fucking up. He'd be like, yeah, I know. Like, Alan, you need to get your shit together. Fix this. He goes, no, I do need to. And no, today's not the day to fix. Today's not the day. Like, I don't think I, you could yeah, um, push him so into I'll, it. I will go get my wallet and pay for the site at some point tomorrow, <laughs> if I remember. Send, send reminders. Yep. Alan, you're letting yeah, us down. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's probably good. Alan, Alan already talked about this on Sunday on the Cosme Reads talk, not paying for it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Same problem. Like, I was like, uh, I have to remember during the day when I have my wallet with me and not when my wife and kids are asleep because that's, uh, uh, just commit to it, Alan. Every week, it's like yeah. the traffic circle. Eventually, we'll get mad at you, but if you keep forgetting, <laughs> that shit will be funny again. Funny again yeah. <laughs> well, you can find us on social media. Those all still work because uh, you don't have to apparently pay for those. Uh, so um, one of these days, I'll actually pay for a website. So anyway. Yeah, I'll stop sharing the website and I'll share the, the Share the links at, at, at the Will Reads everywhere. I think we still have a – you can go to the Great Blight. We have a website on that too. Nice. Somehow, I thought those were connected. They used to be. Until I made my own website that now doesn't work. <laughs> Perfect. Perfection. This is this is podcasting at perfection when when Alan's going through a transition in life and doesn't care about things anymore. So um, I will get back to it, um, and I am starting to do better. I did release both a Cosmic Reads and a Will Reads episode this week. Thank you very much. I finally got some editing done. So um, and I will continue to do that. And I got a Cosmic Reads one on deck right now. So yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. So until next time, guys. <laughs> until next time. Peace. Hey, bye. Okay, I'll bye. let the 2,000 people know that. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.